You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com today to find the best prices for parts for your car or truck. Once again, that's rockauto.com. On today's show, it is August 3rd, 2021, and we will be discussing the Nationals 7-5 loss last night against the Philadelphia Phillies. But most importantly, it was the debut of Nationals' new prospect, uh, Josiah Gray, who they acquired in the Max Scherzer and Trey Turner deal, where they sent them out um, to uh, to Los Angeles. So Josiah Gray was obviously part of the haul. K. Bear Ruiz, the other big prospect the Nationals got too. Uh, they got a couple other ones, but those two guys were the big ones. And we'll discuss what we saw from Josiah Gray last night. All right, let's get into it. The Washington Nationals fall 7-5 against the Philadelphia Phillies last night, but the important thing for the Nationals was the debut of Josiah Gray, the uh, once again the pitching prospect they got from the Los Angeles Dodgers in their uh, trade. He becomes the second highest rated Nationals prospect in their farm system behind K. Bear Ruiz, who they just acquired uh, as well in that trade from Los Angeles. And Josiah Gray made his third Major League appearance last night in this game. First couple didn't quite go his way uh, during his time in Los Angeles. And look, he made two appearances, one start for the Dodgers. He only threw um, a very limited amount of innings. So, I mean, they're not a guy that we saw a whole lot of. But for the Dodgers, it was two appearances, a total of seven innings. Uh, and in those two appearances, he ended up giving up a total of six runs. And a problem for him has been the home run ball just during his time in the major leagues. And he gave up one last night. But for the most part, a solid performance. Five innings pitched, four hits, one run, two walks, two Ks. So um, not a whole on 71 pitches, too. Not a whole lot of strikeouts. He's got good strikeout quality stuff, uh, Josiah Gray does. But... Last night, the things that I really liked was the fact that he would get ahead. Uh, I think at one point in the game, he started off the first nine batters, eight of them something, got first pitch strikes. So this is a guy that is going to try to pound strike zone. He's going to try to get ahead of you. And I like that. I am, you know, if you guys listen to the show, you know I'm, I'm a fan of guys um, like Joe Ross, you know, guys like Max Scherzer. Those guys don't really try and nibble as much. Those guys try to attack the strike zone and go after it. You know, for Josiah Gray, he's got four pitches, a fastball, curveball, slider, and a changeup, and he'll use them. And you throw that fastball a majority of the time, but the curveball and the slider definitely likes to use. He'll mix in the changeup, but does not use it as much. And last night, it was a steady dose of fastballs in the 71 pitches that he ended up throwing. He got a lot of pop-outs, and I think that's just because he did a good job uh, of getting ahead of guys and really staying on them with a fastball. And so making those guys felt like they had to put swings on balls because it was going to be in the zone and making them mess up. I thought he did a great job of that. And also thought he did a pretty good job with pitch location. There was a stretch where he got 
four or five consecutive guys to pop out. A couple of them were foul ball pop-outs, which usually means that the guys aren't putting great swings. They're missing the pitches. Um, and, and part of that is location. If you're locating that fastball in different parts of the zone, you know, guys in the pitches coming, they just don't know where it's going to be. And so I thought he started off pretty good location. It did dip and slip a little bit later on in the game. But um, once again, the first thing I liked from Josiah Gray's outing, as I said, fastballs, and he did a great job getting ahead. Uh, third inning defense tried to screw him over a little bit. Uh, Carter Keeboom get got in front of of Adrian Sanchez at one point to put him in a bit of a, of, a, of a difficult situation. He was able to work out of that situation. And once again, between the four hits and the two walks, you know, he had some traffic on the base paths, but was able to work through it pretty well. As I said, plenty of pop-ups there, um, worked out of jams and consecutive innings into the fourth. And then, uh, you know, this, this is, this goes for a lot of guys, but you have to get better as you face the lineup each time through. Felt like guys second or third time began to key in on him, just a little bit more. And look, that's very common. That's very common in the major leagues. Uh, you know, we've seen that with Joe Ross, right? The, the second and third time through is difficult. The only guy, you know, that, that comes to the top of my mind that's a lot better the second third time through is Jacob DeGrom. And obviously, he is a special player who is currently in his own category. Uh, I think you could say that's, that's with pretty, uh, you know, a lot of confidence that he's by himself in that respect. So, you know, there aren't many guys who get better as they go along in the game in terms of, you know, the, bat, the opponent's batting average and how the opponents see him second and third time through the order. Um, you know, the the home run he gave up, fastball looked like it had a little bit of movement on it, 94. It was against Odubel Herrera hitting from the left side. And Josiah Gray just kind of leaves the fastball in there. It, it almost looked like it started in on, on Odubel's knees, worked back towards a, the middle of the plate, and he put a great swing on that ball and just absolutely crushed it. And so that was the one big mistake that he made in this game. Odubel Herrera, uh, the seventh pitch of the at-bat to just down in the kind of middle of the plate. And he ends up taking that thing way out. So I, I thought that, but that was his only mistake in the fifth inning. He was able to get past it and, and finish up and um, five innings of one run ball uh, on a day where I think Josiah Gray would tell you it probably was not his best stuff is really good. And this kid's got a lot of room to work, but I think he's got the tools to be a very, um, not going to say a star pitcher. I, I, don't, I don't know if I feel like he's going to be a, an absolute star, but a really strong one, two, or three in a rotation. He's absolutely got the stuff. Now, he could turn out to be a freaking star. You, know, you never know. He's only 23 years old, right? So, you know, you talk about people's pitching primes. I mean, while guys are pitching later into the careers, you know, you're Max Scherzer of the world. I mean, your pitching primes is going to be in your 30s usually, right? We see guys kind of peak in their early 30s. Your Max Scherzer's obviously he's just gotten, you know, he's been really steady in his 30s. Your Jacob deGrom's, uh, your Marcus Stroman's just turned 30, right? Kevin Gosman is a guy that we all know that is up into his, uh, it just reached his 30s, I believe, right? Just turned 30. So these guys, you know, your pitching prime is is really in that, that time period. You know, Garrett Cole's of the world, right? So your late 20s, early 30s, kind of in that range, is, is where you do your best work. Um, and for him, you know, he's such a far away off from that, so he's got plenty of time to learn and grow. Joe Ross, another example, he's hit 29 and is having his best season yet. So expect some growing pains, but this guy, I think the fact that he's at the major league level right now, getting these opportunities now is going to accelerate some of that growth process, hopefully, for the Washington Nationals. And this was a very solid start 
for the career of Josiah Gray here in Washington, D.C. So I think there's a lot to be happy about for him. Um, he says that friends and you know, personal and people really close to him can call him JoJo. To us randoms who don't know him, he prefers to go by Josiah. So there's a letter of the law when it comes to that. All right, we'll discuss the rest of the game when we come back. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Wild Alaskan. We all know we should be eating more fish to get our omega-3s and protein, but the seafood counter can be an intimidating place. Which fish tastes the best? What type of cut? Can you really be sure of the quality? Wild Alaskan Company takes the guesswork out of buying wild-caught seafood. You're used to having a lot of choices when it comes to what you eat, but it matters where your food comes from. Get your nutrition from nature. The Wild Alaskan Company sources wild-caught seafood from Alaska and the Pacific Northwest. Wild Alaskan delivers high-quality, substantially sourced, wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination, and every month there are different specials to explore. And right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com MLB for $15 off your first box. WildAlaskanCompany.com slash LockedOnMLB. Make sure you use the URL code to let them know that we sent you. Once again, WildAlaskan.com slash MLB. All right, so let's get to the game itself. Once again, it was Phillies 7, Nationals 5, and the obviously the start of jo- Josiah Gray is what we just talked about, but this game really didn't heat up until the later innings. It was 0-0 going into the 5th. We had that Odubel Herrera home run, um, but then we got an Andrew Stevenson pinch hit home run in the sixth, and that made it game on. And for the Nationals at this point, the problem they're having is that they're bringing in a, a lot of guys that are not front, uh, top at tier, I should say, bullpen guys. In this game, uh, Mason Thompson, who we'll get to in a second, made his appearance, his, his debut for the Nats. Sam Clay, Andres Machado, Gabe Klobositz, and Wander Suero all pitched. And Wander Suero had a rough day yesterday, or excuse me, on Sunday, had a rough ga- day again today. But I want to talk Mason Thompson. So Mason Thompson, they acquire in that trade uh, for Daniel Hudson. So he is the guy that gets sent over from the Padres to the Nationals. He's not worked many innings of the Padres He's worked three total uh, during his time in San Diego. Last night was his fourth major league inning that he's worked. For fans that just got to know him last night, or if you did not catch the game last night, he's a sinker baller. This is a guy that throws 95% sinkers. That is just where he sits. He loves that pitch. It's a hard sinker. It's He likes, likes to work off that. He's got a four-seamer. He's got a changeup. But for this guy, it is going to be a majority of sinker balls, and that's it's it's a hard sinker. I mean, he throws this thing. Um, I think mostly on as on average, ninety seven point four mile an hour sinker, ninety six, ninety seven with the fastball, and then change ups around there eighty seven. So that's where he sits with those pitches. But he's just going to use that sinker, and we saw him get himself in some trouble. I think mean, all all the hits came with two outs, and the walk came with two outs, but was able to work himself out of it in that sixth inning showed some character. I thought it was a nice appearance for him. And so there's a lot to look forward to for the Nationals because that is a guy 
that brings, uh, you know, one of those singular pitch guys, but it's a damn good pitch. And so that is something that definitely adds to this bullpen. And we're seeing because the Nats are depleted in the bullpen, right? Will Harris is out for the year. Tanner Rainey has been optioned to AAA. Daniel Hudson has been traded away. Brad Hand was traded away. There are plenty of opportunities for guys to get some work. And Mason Thompson is going to see some work. So it was a positive experience, I'd say, overall, just to see Mason Thompson in the game and to uh, not, you know, he had a chance to implode, and he didn't. So that's important. New new place, new location is tough to do, but he was able to get the job done there. Sam Clay ends up struggling. Uh, he is He's just really been going through. I know he's the lefty that they've got, but it's it's not been uh, smooth sailing for Sam Clay this year. Uh, Gene Segura scores in the seventh inning on a wild pitch, which got Real Muto to second, Harper to third. Uh, but that was by Andres Machado in the seventh inning. And so the Nationals ended up surrendering the lead there. Ryan Zimmerman with the bases loaded singles to left field. That was a great spot to see him come in the game. And a good job by Garcia and Keyboom and Barrera all getting on base to set up Zim in that pinch hit spot. The Nationals take the lead there. Then in the ninth inning, Gabe Klobasitz looked okay in the eighth. But here's the problem with Gabe Klobasitz, friends. Gabe Klobasitz... Um, Gabe Klobasitz gives up like really loud outs. Like everything is allowed out. I was watching the other day and, and he got pounded the, the previous game, but everything for him is a loud out. Uh, you know, he give up a really hard hit ball to the right side ball hit pretty deep in the outfield too. And then yesterday, um, excuse me, on, on Sunday when I saw him pitch, uh, same th- thing, couple balls, the warning track, I think it was, but a lot of loud outs. This guy is pitching to contact and actually, he's got pretty decent stuff. He's only 26 years old. But uh, for him, uh, a challenge so far. He threw two-thirds of an inning, gave up a run against Chicago uh, this weekend in the first game that he pitched on the 30th, and then came back on Sunday and worked a clean inning, but threw only seven pitches because he pitches contact. Uh, this guy is throwing right to contact. He is throwing strikes. and it's It can be easy to dial in on him, and, and they did. Um, in that top of the ninth inning, uh, they were able to get to Klobasitz and, you know, also perpetuated by the struggles of one Wander Suero. Those two guys combined in the last two innings to throw, uh, they end up throwing two innings combined, give up five runs, all of them earned total. They walk one combined. Uh, that walk goes to, to Wander Suero and only get one K between the two of them. So those two guys really blew it for the Nationals in the end of the game. This was a close and competitive game, but it was thrown off kilter uh, by that. In the ninth inning, Gene Segura, uh, Real Muto, Alec Bohm, and Didi Gregorius all drive-in runs in different ways. And then the ninth inning, the Nets showed some fight. Carter Keyboom hits a two-run home run to get the Nationals back within two, but they were not able to do anything after that. And so this lineup, the struggle for them for the rest of the year is going to be trying to have some teeth, right? They, they need this thing if they want to win games uh, you know, it's somewhat of a respectable clip. I said that their goal should try to be to finish the year 500 or above at home. And I think with the quality of player they have right now, I mean, they've got right now Sanchez, Hernandez, Keyboom, Garcia, Barrera, um, and Steve, you can throw Stevenson in there too. Those guys are all not everyday players who are going to play in some kind of every, you know everyday capacity or at least show up every single day. I know Stevenson's gotten a lot of reps, but he's not an everyday guy. All of those guys 
are going to be basically regulars for the Nationals um, the rest of the year. So they got to see what they can get from those guys because we've already seen it. Juan Soto, it's, you know, it's hard for him to find a rhythm, I, I feel like, because teams are just going to – I mean, they've got a lot of opportunities to walk him to bring up – I know Josh Bell has been okay, but, um, you know, they prefer to walk him and face guys like Bell and Hernandez and Keeboom and Garcia and Barrera because they feel like they'll take their chances there and the right to do it. So I think Juan's going to be thrown off his rhythm because I'm not sure he's going to get pitched to as much as he'd like. The rest of the year, last night he goes one for three uh, with a walk. And, and so, you know, that's that's something to track here is how does the offense kind of shape up around? And also two guys in front of him last night, 0 for 7 are Robles and Sanchez. Robles gets hit by a pitch. That's how he found his way aboard. So the Nationals, I'm looking at that front end part of the lineup to see what happens there because – we talked about earlier in the year the quality that Schwarber and Turner and Soto, not just as individuals, but as a collective one, two, and three, the menace that they brought, the ability to to scare other pitchers and to not let them take a breath, take a pitch off against those three guys. And if you, once you got through them, all right, I can breathe. Here comes Josh Bell, who's been hitting the ball really well. That was the benefit of that lineup. They've lost those teeth. Robles is struggling. He's hitting 198. Sanchez has not been up there very long, so I'm not going to really, you know, his batting average doesn't really matter. But, um, you know, Yadier Hernandez has been on a tear, but still not an everyday guy. Carter Keboom and Garcia and Barrera, I mean, those guys, you know, it's, it's going to be a struggle for the Nats. It's going to be a struggle for them offensively. They knew that when they made all those trades. And even at times without the trades, um, you know, even when they had a full deck on offense, they still had some times where they struggled a lot this year. So, that's that's going to be a uh, something to watch. And look, this one's actually not on the offense. The Nationals, I thought, did enough offensively to win this game. The bullpen is what cost them between uh, Suero and Klobisitz. And uh, Suero, they use him a lot, but it is, it's an uphill climb for him right now. I mean, he's I'm not sure this guy's going to find himself in the bullpen next year uh, with the way he's pitched this season. It's just not reliable enough. Uh, all right, once again, 7-5 to five Nationals fall. They are now 49 and 57. Uh, they're still just six and a half games back of the New York Mets, who lost last night, which brings the Phillies within two and a half games. The Braves then three and a half. Obviously, as I said, the Nats are within five and a half or six and a half, rather, and the Marlins are within ten and a half. All right, we're going to take one more break, and then when we return, we will discuss what's left in this series of the Nationals and what to watch for coming up. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the best place to bet on all of your favorite sports action, NBA, NHL, UFC, the Olympics. All of that is available at BetOnline.ag. Before the next pitch, go to BetOnline on your computer, on your smartphone, on your tablet, whatever you want to use, you can do it. Make an account. It's free to sign up. And then when you do, use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON. When you use that promo code, you will get a 50% deposit bonus. If you deposit $100, bucks, you will get an extra 50 to play with today at betonline.ag. BetOnline, they're your online sportsbook experts. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is also brought to you by rockauto.com. rockauto.com is the best place to find affordable parts for your car or truck. Go to rockauto.com today to check out the thousands of parts from hundreds of manufacturers that they've got available Whatever you need, they have it. And also, you will pay less 
at rockauto.com. Do not go to a chain store. Do not go to a dealership. You'll pay up to 30, 50, 70, even 100%, 100% more than you should and than you would at rockauto.com. So go check out rockauto.com. Put locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box. That way they know we sent you. Amazing selection, always low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, so the Nationals have three more left with the Philadelphia Phillies in this series. Uh, 7.05, 7.05, and then 4.05 are your remaining series times uh, for the Nats and the Phillies as the Nats are wrapping up a homestand right now. But as I mentioned, they've got those games. Last night's game was nice. It was on ESPN. Also was on Masson. If you watched the Masson broadcast, they had a cool interview with Josiah Gray's uh, high school coach who was there last night. But yep, 7.05, 7.05, 4.05. Tonight's Patrick Corbin against Zach Wheeler. And I'd mentioned before, Zach Wheeler, a guy who's, you know, a dark horse candidate, I think, for Cy Young. Now that Max Scherzer is hurt, I think Zach Wheeler definitely deserves some consideration. He has definitely taken that next step. He's one of those guys we talked about earlier in the show, 31 years old. That is, you know, he is now older and is showing his maturity and class as he is now into the prime of his career. And he's, um, you know, he and Max have had some battles this year. It feels like Max and Wheeler have gone, I think, three or four times head-to-head. I think Max has gotten the better of him two or three times this year. Uh, I'm not sure. I forgot how many times they've gone head-to-head, but still. So Zach Wheeler has been dealing this year. It's going to be fun to watch him tonight. Patrick Corbin, uh, just struggle bus for Mr. Corbin this year. Let's see if he can get back on track. And you've got Paolo Espino going up in the next game against Jace Anderson, Joe Ross, and Aaron Nola finish things out on the series. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Until next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.